Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome to our wonderful listeners. So today on the podcast, we're going to be exploring how to make sex more comfortable when sex is not comfortable. My guest today is Emily Sauer. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to have this conversation because I think it's going to be a really important one to help validate what women are going through and uh, learn about some solutions. Um, yeah. Women and their, well, I would just say partners in general because it's definitely, discomfort during sex is totally shared. Yes. So hopefully this is a, a collective uh, conversation. Exactly. So I thought maybe the best place to begin our conversation is to build a little context and maybe Mm -hmm. you can share sort of your story, your personal experience and like how you became so passionate about solving, you know, painful sex. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a loaded (laughs) question. Um, It's amazing how I just have to talk about my vagina with like a snap of a finger these days. Uh, But it's really uh, it's really, I've really come a long way from where I started. So painful sex for me happened when penetration went too deep in the pelvic floor. And the only time I ever talked about it was at my annual GYN appointment. So I never mentioned it during sex. I never mentioned it outside of sex to any partner. I never talked to friends or family about it because I assumed that no one understood what I was going through. And I assumed that pain during sex was normal because that's often what we're taught. So that one time of year, I did bring it up at my gynecologist's office. I was all but rushed out the door and told, given very minimal suggestions, like try lube. I I was told once to have a glass of wine, which is very discouraging. Uh, and, And just to essentially work around it as opposed to actually seeking out the root cause of the issue. So as a result, I assumed that this discomfort was my problem and not theirs. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's one thing if that happens like once or twice, and, and then it's another if it happens for 10 years. Right. It's like what happens to the body and the brain when we're expecting pain in these very specific scenarios? Well, like, you begin to anticipate it, which then just gives you more pain, Right. Absolutely. The whole body constricts and reacts. It's like if you're expecting something to like to pinch or poke or, or punch in a certain way, uh, there might even be so much resistance so as to avoid intimacy entirely. So it doesn't even get to the point where that pain could occur because things like making out, things like cuddling, things like holding hands, like basic forms of affection are potentially indicative or it means that one partner might have to tell the other I'm not interested right Um, yeah and that's what started to happen at the time that I came up with Ona I felt absolutely destroyed I was shattered when sex was painful and I lost all confidence in myself as a 
person, as a woman, as a partner, and without any support or ability to communicate to anyone else, I had to come up with something myself because I, right. I needed something to do. I had to do something. Uh, and that's when I figured if I could control how deep penetration goes, maybe I won't feel so terrible about myself. Maybe I, feel, I won't feel so terrible about my relationship. You know, maybe things won't look so bleak. Um, which also just goes to show how much sexual health impacts our daily lives, which we deny in most respectable education um, channels. Yeah, well, we're really not, yeah, we're really just not talking about it, it you know, in depth enough um, where it's sort of like normalized, like, oh, well, yeah, of course it's going to hurt the first time or like, yeah, I might be uncomfortable with this and, you know, you just got to kind of deal with it rather than kind of having the conversation like, oh, something might be common, there might be common um, experiences just like incontinence, right? Lot, totally. It's a common thing, but it's not normal. Totally. So, so exactly that. There, there are these. There's a lack of questioning on the the fact that this that even just acknowledging that there is a complication, and then it's almost impossible to imagine the possibility of there being a team that could help or a product that could help along the way. Right. It's it's, it's as if it's not even worth. It's not even possible for it to get better. It's just—it's yeah. just—it uh, just is, and we stop there without asking any more. Uh, and, and that is really what drove the initial stages of the product. Because I started asking, like, why didn't my doctors help? Why? What was it? What was I not doing? What was I not saying? Why didn't I feel confident to speak up to any partners? And then the second I started talking about it, all of those walls broke. And it became very clear what's happening in the medical space, what's happening in the bedroom, or what's not happening. Um, and that as soon as you start the dialogue, it doesn't stop. It's yeah. Like, you know? When did that moment come for you? Like, when did you just decide, like, you know what, I'm just going to start, like, talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. Like, you know, what, what was that moment for you? Can you, okay, so can you imagine being afraid of something that is, like, seemingly destroying your entire identity? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, there's something that creates a paradigm shift where it's no longer your fault. And there's something that you can do about it. Right. And that something has actually a low barrier to entry. Like, it's, it's actually, it's quite easy if you just take that step and try. So when I felt that sense of freedom for the first time, with this very silly idea about putting a donut around a penis. Like it's the most delightful idea in the context of the most saddened one. Mm. And that literally just made my mouth just go. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll, we'll, de we'll demonstrate it uh, for those who are watching this on, on video on audio. We'll try to describe it as best as possible. But what I wanted to ask you before we get into that piece is like, what were some other things you tried? Was there anything that was working for you a little bit? And then you're like, Oh, okay. And then like, how did this idea sort of come to you? Um, you know, what, how did the idea come to me? Also, can I say that like the, the P word is that, do you, yeah. are you going to be editing this? 
no, well, I generally don't, but go oh. ahead and use words that you want to use. Okay, I'm like the P word. I feel like a child. Um, okay, great. <laughs> no, we use uh, we use technical terms here because there's nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to naming parts exactly what they are. Well, what's interesting? I mean, does like iTunes have a problem with that? Like, did no. does did the institutions have a problem? Okay, that's great. Great, thank you for clarifying. Um, so the question was, how, what, how did it take shape, or like, how, what was the process of coming up with the thing? Um, you know, pillows are understood to be a helpful way of of rotating hips during sex, but which is really interesting because depending on where you put that pillow underneath your hips, they don't tell you if you want to have like a posterior or anterior pelvic tilt. They're just, well, just use a pillow; it'll be great. You know, what, what is it that actually helps? Because ultimately it could make it go deeper if you're angled a certain way. So I looked up sex pillows to potentially help me address the, the depth control or, or reduction for me. Uh, and the only sex pillows I could find were touting deeper penetration, explosive orgasms, like perform, you know, it's like the bigger, harder, orgasmic, everything. And that didn't, I, I was like, I don't know the person who they're trying to sell to because that's not me. Right. Um, and then I, I, there was, beyond that, lubrication seems to be the catch-all that doctors recommend, but that's just like trying to take Advil to solve everything, which is not, that doesn't- Long-term, it's, it, yeah, it wasn't a, necessarily a long-term a solution or not even, I mean, it didn't change the depth. It just no. made it slide easier, right? Yeah, and it, it actually had, it had nothing to do, again, with the root cause of the pain. Um, so, uh, and then I looked up, I looked up on the internet just to find any other products for painful sex, and, and I ended up on porn sites. It's like, I, that's not what I'm looking for. Like, does anyone speak my language? And the, and it was, no. Like, nothing that wasn't, like, overly clinical or, 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 like, surgical or hormone therapies, that with all these big words that I didn't understand, and that were really quite scary. Yeah. So the more research I actually did to try to help myself, the less I wanted to do it, the less I wanted to continue that research and learn. Did uh, the medical system ever come to a conclusion for you, like, as to why that was happening? Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen a couple uh, clinicians. It actually wasn't very clear. And, and now, uh, yeah, I have a good handle on it. And, okay. You know, it's not the kind of thing that goes away overnight either. A lot of times, sometimes people go into their doctors, like ask us, you know, like sex is painful and then expect that it be fixed with a week long taking of a pill, you know? Right. That's yeah. Kind of yeah. Culture works nowadays. And when it comes to pelvic pain, it can take longer as you know. Um, and, and oftentimes it's multi like factorial, like there's more than just one reason. And of course, if you've been experiencing pain for a little while, you're going to anticipate it. So it's almost like you have to retrain yourself to not think that this act is dangerous. Yeah. And then you got to deal with the sensa- physical sensations as well. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, one of my favorite parts about the product is that, uh, you know, revolving around this idea of the biopsychosocial model. So, um, because female arousal is very much informed, not just by physical input or physical sensation. You know, you have the, the biological, which is like body integrity, hormones, the psychological, I mean, you know all of this, but yeah. the psychological being emotions, um, self-esteem, body image, and then social could be cultural, religious beliefs, and, you know, relationships. So what Ona starts to do 
Like it isn't just a physical product. It is the thing that sparks a sense of self-confidence, a reevaluation of body image. Uh, and then it opens up that dialogue between partners for the first time. And then on top of that, like the sheer fact that this product exists indicates that enough people have this complication that that's that's worth addressing it, it, it validates like you said it validates the experience that so yeah. many of us assume is uh, an, an experience in solitude we we oftentimes feel so isolated we we internalize pain as a character fault there's all these um things that keep us insular but it's, it's the collective silence uh that's broken down yeah as simple as this so it's starting again to change those cultural beliefs around it as well so Oh, I don't know how we got there, but uh, well, we're we're going to bring it back to. Um, so we were talking about you were looking on the market, and everything yeah. that you were seeing wasn't really speaking to you because it was all about like optimizing. You know, when sex is going good, how do you make it better? But nothing seemed to be coming across that you could find that says, okay, well, what do I? How do I just get to like a place where sex is pleasurable? Uh, versus uncomfortable and you weren't finding anything there and there weren't any products on the market. So, yeah. so then what happened? Well, I mean, and even just to, to add to that, it's like, it's not even just like, is how, how to, when sex is good as that, you know, the existing products, how to make it better. It's just like when sex is good, how to make it the best. Yeah. Everyone's so obsessed with this like hyper focused orgasm language that's hyper physical pleasure focused. And, and again, recognizing that it is not just the physical part of sex yeah that makes it what it is it, it, it's almost like if we ask i started to ask people what is the purpose of sex mm. what answers did you get they're amazing I, they, they're it's actually it's 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 not a very big range the purpose of sex is to is to it kind of it it's it's like bounces around this like very spiritual, very like logistical. Yes, uh, obviously taking reproduction off the table, but yeah. um, it is a way to to fundamentally connect yeah. and and embody oneself with another as they do. You be it be it's a in a, a way to become one with yeah. another person and to feel whole in that collective. Um. And ultimately, like, that's not about orgasms. That's not yeah. what sex is. Yeah. Um, and it's, also, a nice, it's, it's certainly a nice by, byproduct. Sure. Um, but it's not the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so so in, in coming up with the product, I mean, what I loved about the early product development was talking to people about experiences. I got on the phone with any and everyone who wanted to talk about painful sex, whether I knew them, I didn't know them, whether they just had questions, you know, whether it was family or friends, or if it was clinicians, I really just started to network with any and everyone. And the common theme um, was that people have so many questions and are dying to have this conversation. Um, so it was very clear that there's a disconnect between the, the medical side and then the, the cultural side, like the, the cultural education side. So how can we position this product as an education tool and not just something that can help out with comfort in the bedroom? Um, and in doing that, we learned like very little detail. So actually, if we want to talk about the product now, yeah, we, we yeah. Do that and then I'll I'm, get into the customer. 
I will just kind of first and foremost show the box. It's it is back. Well, to me, it it the writing is backwards, but it's O nut. Um, and you can see the little picture. I'm gonna bring out my silicone one. So the box that it came in, by the way, came in re like it came in such a beautiful package. Um, so basically, there's the three rings and the fourth one, and I'll. I'll pull it up. I'll be your Vanna White. Oh, uh, wow. You probably have nicer hands than I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So the nice part, like, so the nice part is all these pieces come apart, right? And obviously they come back together. And for the people who are on the audio, so basically they look like little donuts. Um, they're silicone. They're very, very stretchy. Um, for those of you watching, you can clearly see that. And then you can stack multiple ones. Um, to find that your depth, if I got that correct. Yeah. So they're worn at the base of a penetrating partner. So if you imagine a, the way that a ring toss works, if you were to throw a ring toss, like it sits at the base. Yep. There you go. Boop. And uh, so you put lubrication on first and then you slide the O-nuts down. You can slide them back up. You can slide them back down, back up, back down, should you choose to do that. Yep. <laughs> and uh, at the deepest point of penetration, what they do is they compress down. So they stay outside of the body and they can press down to act kind of like a bumper. Yep. Um, boop. Bumper. Yep. We're getting yep. demonstration right now. Yep. Uh, and But because you can add rings and take rings away, there becomes this dialogue around, like, let's try this position. Let's add a ring. Let's try this position. Let's take one away. How does this feel? Mm. Uh, there are questions. And also because the body is different every time we have sex. So it's not like there's a progression. It's not like you start with more and you end with less as you quote, get better. It's like, you know what? Last Tuesday I was really stressed and the deeper ones just didn't quite, deeper positions didn't feel good. Like that's totally cool. Let's use an extra ring. Um, and it makes so, it easy. Like it's, it's, it seems easy to use, easy to handle, and gives you the option to modify. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. On the fly. Yeah. Like, there's no, it's like, it's, uh, at any point in time, it allows both partners to adjust. I mean, it's, sorry, I'm, I'm like, it's like landing on me. Because sometimes we think we make a decision and it's fixed. Or it's like, oh, like, can you do this thing? And then it, it starts to happen. And you're like, oh, but actually it doesn't feel good. But I asked for it. So how do I ask for that to change? Uh, it's like, how do we create a space where changes are a good thing and not necessarily that someone's doing something wrong? And, and creating, uh, and it sounds like, you know, this really involves creating a safe space with your partner yeah. to, to begin to discuss like, hey, um, you know, this is what's going on. And I really, you know, I love and care about you. Uh, this is important to me. You're important to me. Like, I really want to work on making this um, work for both of us. And like, you know, uh, but I am wondering, um, like for the male who yeah. may be wondering, so like, I just want to do a little myth busing, busting yeah. is like, does, is it going to decrease their sensation or impact their ability to reach orgasm? Is it going to yeah. be uncomfortable? Yeah. It's amazing. Um, most people, when I tell them about their product, they, uh, the first question they often ask is how does it feel for a penetrating partner? How does it feel for a man? Uh, which is funny because it's designed it's designed for the couple primarily keeping in mind the the female bodied individual who's experiencing discomfort um, that being said it is it is worn by a man so it's important to address that 
Yeah. Uh, the feedback that we generally get is that they forget that it's there. And it's amazing. It, it ends up contributing so positively to the experience because imagine having sex with a partner and they're in pain because of something that is a result of the act that is happening together. Yeah. Oftentimes it's internalized as the male partner's fault. Right. And they feel um, like they feel bad. Like they don't want to hurt. They don't want to hurt you. Yeah. And if they do go find another guy. Oh my goodness. Like, well, yeah, of if course. They yeah. If they don't care. I mean, but it's, uh, Hmm. I, I hope that it's an of course situation. Sometimes relationships aren't as simple as that, but, um, anyways, needless to say, uh, when both partners can actually relax and not be fearful of either being in pain or hurting the partner. Yeah. And then add the layer on top of that. When that relaxation happens, there's an opportunity to really be in your body during sex and the, the partner can be in your body and then you could just enjoy yourself and each other and be fully present. And in that moment, noticing how much the other partner is really enjoying themselves informs the physical experience. What does it feel like? What does it physically feel like when your partner is enjoying themselves? Yeah. It feels awesome. And so often we're so tied up in like, oh, I have to wear this thing. Oh, I have to, oh, like, how is it going to take away? Oh, like my ego, because I'm not good enough. And this, I need this thing to do my job better, whatever. Um, when actually it's just, it's just reaching this common ground that makes both partners that much more satisfied and, and fulfilled by the sexual relationship. Um, do you have any tips for, you know, like there may be some women who are a little bit more shy, uh, like, yeah. or think, or just thinking about like you not wanting to tell your partner you're in pain, you're a woman, you cut, you're either, you know, maybe listening or you come across this on the internet, you buy the product. It's like, how might they, like any tips on how to approach your partner, like to talk about using this? Yes. Uh, and I'm so glad you brought that up because that's, it's, it starts with a conversation. Um, so I'd say first and foremost, it's just, it's, it's really important to know that there are other people who are going through exactly the same thing. <laughs> yes. You're not alone. You are not alone. And, and your sexual experience is important. Mm. Uh, so starting just acknowledging that it is, it's really important to feel intimate and connected with a partner. Um, and it, and it's like, I don't know. I actually, I'm curious for you to read the letter in the beginning of the box. Oh. Um, I might actually be able to find it. No, I got it. Would yeah. you, would you like me to read it out? Yeah. Cause I think okay. as, as a part of that conversational piece. Okay. First part starts with one. You made it. Yeah. yeah. You made it. A big congratulations, not only on your new O-Nut, but also on all the hard work that led you here. The journey is never easy. I tell you with my full heart, you are sexy exactly the way you are. You are a problem solver, a shoulder to lean on, a spreader of joy. You put a lot of love out there and you deserve to live that love you share. So in the spirit of curiosity, embrace adjustment, awkward moments, and small, mighty victories. And know deep down, but not too deep, 
<laughs> that you are doing great. Now go play. All my love, Emily. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, going back a couple steps to that, that initial search for products that spoke to me as a person. It's like, what would I have wanted to hear at the time when I needed support most? And it is that I am worthy and capable of the kind of affection, of just affection and, and connection with another person. Um, and so it's really important to, to share that with others. It's just as that stumping off point. So once that, once that happens, <laughs> the way to actually bring it up with a partner can be, there's so many ways to do it. Um, one is like, uh, it's, it's bringing up a, a neutral objective data point. So I like read this article that said 75% of women will have painful sex in their lifetime. How crazy is that? I think I might be one of them. Um, you know, uh, some, some kind of common ground, uh, just, just going to show how, yeah, again, how common it is. Uh, that's yeah. one way to do it. Uh, another way, it's, it's maybe a little silly, but it's like, oh, I was like talking to a friend and they bought this thing and they said it was great. I, yeah. I think we should totally try it. Uh, just that, that, that social proof is oftentimes very helpful. Um, and then what else? I have like a, um, a lot of times starting from a place of I, I again, it's, it's really important to care for the partner in yes. the delivery of this information so that they don't feel threatened or defensive or again at fault. So speaking from a place of I is really important. Like, Sex, our sex life is really important to me, and I would like to um, talk about the way in which, like, right now, it's, it's a bit more challenging. It doesn't feel the same, or something has changed, and I'd really like to work through it with you so that we can both get connected again, because that's what means so much to me, and I love this about our relationship, and I love this about how we're physical together, but there's something that I can't quite get a grasp on right now and I'd love to work through it. Um, yeah, I think that's beautiful, right? Just kind of, be, you know, um, reaffirming the importance of the relationship and the importance of the intimacy and like that, hey, like I'm going to, you know, I, I want to figure this out. So it's not like, you know, you're sort of feeling defeated. It's like, no, we're going to work on this together. Yeah, absolutely. And like, in even just like small reframes, instead of it's like when, when you go too deep, when you do this thing, it's kind of like when penetration goes too deep, when we're doing this thing. Or so this again, position. Yeah, you know, when we're in this position. Absolutely, absolutely. That is like crucial in not just being like, when you do this, I feel this. Yeah. Uh, it, again, that, that can land pretty hard. Um, another thing to do, again, kind of what you were saying, is to reframe it in the positive. So many people are hesitant to bring up the conversation because um, it's all these things that they, that is seemingly they can't do. It's framed as a problem. I am suffering. This is a problem. However, the flip side of that is like, hey, this is kind of a part of who I am right now. Um, this is what we can do. This is what feels good. Like, let's try these things out. Like, this one's off the table. Doesn't feel so great. Let's do these. And, and all of a sudden, it, it creates a space for hope and possibility as opposed to restriction. Yeah, absolutely. And it may not necessarily be a forever thing. 
as yeah. well, right? It could be just like, this is like this, this small chapter in our life story. I'm just having some troubles right now. Uh, this still allows us to be intimate while I'm working on figuring out what's going on through the medical community and that, right? It gives a solution in the interim while working on other treatments and things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And to that point, I get like, oftentimes the treatment plans are really long. Um, they're oftentimes unclear. They, they change, which is a part of the process. Um, ONUT is oftentimes a thing that people can try right away. Yeah. Uh, and when you use it, you have to use it with some semblance of care because, you know, you have to put lubrication on first. That's kind of fun. Like lubrication is the best sex toy of all time. So yeah. you get to use lube, like take a minute with that. Where, what are we in a rush to do? Like lubricate, like let's lube everything. Right. Let's have some fun with it, right? Let, oh let's be God. intimate without it, like just being a couple moments and then it's like straight on to penetration. Like oh, actually for sure. foreplay and have fun, right? Yeah. 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 And the cool thing is also, so, I mean, you can use Onut for manual sex and oral sex as well. Um, because you've got, you're lubed up, it can go up and down, you know, which yep. is kind of fun. Um, what's also great about it is that you can, uh, pause during penetration. So I'd say like, you just want to take a break for whatever reason. That's awesome. Here are other things that you could do with it. Like you don't just have to do foreplay, penetration, finish. It's like, let's just, let's be on a playground of activities yeah. and get them all out of order and they don't have to be fast. They don't have to be intense. Like you could be operating at a nine, like ready to explode. Let's take that back down to three and see how, you know, like what three feels like after you've already been at nine. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just, there's so many ways to use it that it, it really, it comes to life when life is given to it and it, and it does, it can. Um, Oh, sorry. You just like got me really excited. I know. I, no, it's good. It's good. But you know, like this is, right? Like it, having a conversation around sex when it's uncomfortable doesn't need to be, um, it doesn't need to be the end, right? Like it doesn't need to seem like a, you know, a, a, a down discussion. Yeah. Right? Like this is, there are things that can be done. You know, there are treatment options and then there's like devices and things that you can use as well, totally. right? It's just that people don't know about it, right? And that's the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the interesting thing about, again, about that, like that partnership communication that people don't know about. And then all of a sudden it comes out within a partnership. I have been in a couple dynamics where the, the male partner or penetrating partner uh, kind of speaks about it on the other's behalf and it's not well received. Mm. So if at any point in time there is a group conversation or there is, just know that even though the, the dialogue is now open, it's still very, very, very sensitive. And to, to the disclosing that information to other people, it has to come with permission in a very like, that has to be a conversation in its own right. Like, hey, I'd yeah. rather we not talk about this in front of people. We can ask questions about it, but not, let's not bring it back to our sex lives. Right. And then we can yeah. talk about it again privately. Um, that's like very important not to call out a partner. It's yeah. like, it's like put, flip the switch. If your partner had erectile dysfunction, you wouldn't announce that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Being sensitive to, you know, cause it is hard, right? Like it's not easy to go through sure. something like this. And so we want to be sensitive for every, anybody who's going through something sure. that 
there should be conversations centered around that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, And then I'm also like totally open to suggestions about communication styles too. If there's anything, if any of the listeners have any ideas about how they have already brought it up or how they would be hesitant to bring up or, or would want to, or, you know, is it better like during the credits of a movie or over brunch or like maybe not at Thanksgiving dinner, but maybe. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> you know. um, and that's actually a good little segue because I was going to ask you, like, if you have any asks of either like um, listeners who are experiencing painful um, sex or there might be other practitioners listening. Do you have any asks of them? <sighs> well, I mean, my like business brain is like very product focused, but at the same time, we're talking about you know being human. Uh, the ask that I would say is if people have questions, uh, we actually just created a resource called the Pain Perception Project, and what it is, it's we basically we created a, a custom intake form for practitioners. And we used validated questionnaires and validated intake forms to assemble a collection of questions to bring to your gynecology office, to bring to your pelvic PT, to bring to a general practitioner that's inclusive of pelvic health, sexual health, and life quality. And yeah, that's good. To, to go along with that, we've also created all these resources to find, they're like, they're, uh, oh my gosh, find a provider uh, links. So going through all the major associations that have properly trained clinicians and and providers to give the support that we actually deserve and need. Uh, So if there's ever any questions, I don't claim to have all of the answers. No, not one person could. Yeah. Uh, But just to, to come either to the pain perception project, use ONOT as that excuse to spark conversation because it's kind of weird and kind of silly and it sounds like donut, but it's like a pleasure product. Yeah. And then, you know, um, it could serve this purpose. It, you could do this thing with it. it. It's really, it is that neutral ground that sparks conversation. And it's like, listen, I'm like a young female entrepreneur who made a product in their kitchen. There's a million things to talk about um, yeah. that, are, that are less sensitive. Um, so really just to, to bring up the dialogue. And if ONUT is appropriate, um, you know, the more we can create a dialogue around that as well, uh, yeah. the better. The better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then the question becomes, uh, have we missed anything important um, that you want to say um, about the product um, that we haven't sort of covered? Um, Oh man, there's a million directions we could go in, but I, I feel like at this, where we are right now, um, no, very honestly. Do you have, um, and I should have double checked this, but since you're on, we're on the call, I'm going to ask you anyways, are there any like a uh, quick tutorial videos? Yes. yes. We have all, all kinds of video content. There's, so there's testimonials, there's couple testimonials, there's male testimonials, there's a how to video. We have a ton of resources online. Um, also our, our educational content, which we call just the tip. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, and that includes our participation in conferences like the transgender wellness conference. And we talk about, uh, cancer treatment and like sex after cancer, sex after pregnancy, sex after fibroids, 
it's, you know, any kind of question or sex if you have no idea and it's just painful. We really yeah. try to create a holistic educational resource when people just want to have a basic understanding. And, and all of our information materials are rooted in uh, scientific data. Yeah. We don't just, we don't just write opinion pieces for the sake of SEO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're researching it. Yeah. Researching it. Um, PubMed is our friend. Yes. Um, yes. I, 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 I missed PubMed and I now have access to it again and I'm just nice. so excited. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a library fingertips. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, check us out on Instagram. We're at Onut Co. Uh, that seems to be where, where all the kids go these days for dialogue. Um, okay. Yeah. Just, Are there, is there anywhere? Okay. So, uh, of course I'm going to post the link, um, to the Instagram on in our show notes. Uh, okay. but what's like, what's the website where, where can people buy the product? Like, great. Yeah. Uh, it's onut.co, O-H-N-U-T.co. And also, if you Google Onut, you will get a plethora of, of responses, and we are the one and only Onut. So uh, unless you're buying nuts, there actually is a, a nut store called Onuts. Um, oh. So either you can find us or buy some nuts, or you both. <laughs> it's really choose your own adventure. Um, and then, yeah, so our website, thepainperceptionproject.com. Uh, so it's painperceptionproject.com. Okay. And then the, our Instagram as well, at Onutco. Amazing. So if people have feedback and things like that, they'll, they, sh- they should be able to do it either through Instagram or through the website yeah. um, to, send, to send comments. And of course, okay. order the product as well. Order the product as well. And, um, yeah, again, we might pick up a, a, a small battle soon. Uh, Facebook has officially flagged our content, uh, which is really unfortunate because we're not really positioning as a sex toy and we don't, re- we don't talk about the same pleasure like the, the global pleasure language that is used amongst sex toy products. We, it's really, you know, enjoyment focused, partnership focused, and yeah. we're still not allowed to advertise. So at that, if, if that, if and when that uh, dust cloud kind of picks up, it'd be nice to have some, some uh, Facebook, some uh, Facebook content. content. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so far so good. I, I mean, yeah. we're, we're sold in 40 countries around the world now and, we're in shops ranging from you know, Good Vibrations, Babeland, Museum of Sex, to Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters is one of our biggest retailers. I saw that when I Googled it here yeah. in Canada, and I was like, uh, aren't they a clothing store? But apparently the answer is no. Yeah. Oh, they sell all kinds of stuff. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, and, and then all the way over to the medical side, we're in uh, outpatient pharmacies at Harvard's uh, Cancer Research Center just picked us up. So it's amazing. Kind amazing. Of we are, the goal of this company is to be that bridge between a large, like unsupported, unre- underrepresented audience and then the clinicians who can really provide that help and the partners who can be that direct contact along the way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I think so. it's great. I, I, you know, I, I, I love hearing what you guys are doing and, and the education. Cause I think, you know, certainly it starts with letting people know they're not alone and that they're, you know, not broken and that they're worthy of feeling good and like yeah. supporting that positive message I think is so important. And it's kind of why I wanted to have the chat to like, just be that person that helps to, uh, you know, to continue to spread the word out because yeah. I think it's super important for yeah. everybody to feel good. Um, yeah. so yeah. 
No, I, I so appreciate the work that you're doing. And I mean, the, the fact that we're having this conversation and the fact that people are listening to it is already such a massive step in the right direction. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. And, and, and then it just trickles down to generationally where this is like, oh, that was a problem for you guys. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I mean, at this point, I just, I want to say thank you so much yeah. for coming on and first and foremost, sharing your story and uh, telling us, you know, sort of the birth of this product and, but also bringing it down to the human side of like, yeah. it isn't just the physical part, it's the whole person and yeah. the connection with your partner and that it's, it's more than just a product. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So it means a lot to hear that. Um, yeah hopefully that resonates yeah yeah thanks again and of course we always want to thank our listeners for listening and this is like really important so make sure you're sharing it out if you see the posts on our instagram um at living a better life uh podcast like share it out share with because you don't know who this is going to help and of course not not everybody's talking about it so just you sharing it out is going to get to somebody who needs it and you don't know how much you can improve somebody's life with one simple share. So make sure that you comment and share with everybody, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and thank you. Yeah. And thanks again. And uh, we'll say bye for now for everybody listening and watching till next time. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.